we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, and Charlemagne the God. Y'all are like a mega force. Breakfast Club, that's how we get our day started. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Jess Hilarious. Today is her birthday. She's not in yet. Charlamagne got Big Jess's born day. But also, peace to the planet. It's Tuesday! Yes, it's Tuesday. Yes, it is. What's happening? How y'all feeling? Good, 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 good. I'm acting like I just ain't running here. Yeah, you just made it at the buzzer. Literally at the buzzer. Here in uh, New York City, New York City, New Jersey area. Salute to everybody that listens to us all around the country. But in the New York City, New Jersey area, uh, we had a huge snowstorm. That's right, huge snowstorm. I don't know how huge it was. It was 
predicted to be huge, Correct. but you know, it just looked kind of regular to me. Look regular, not too crazy. They closed schools in Jersey, and New York City, yes. some of the schools. So if if you got kids, you know, definitely check and call your school or check the emails, all that other good stuff. My kids' schools are closed. Yeah, my kids' schools are closed too. Uh, you know, driving in was disgusting. It was horrible. You know, my, my wife asked me this morning, "Why are you going in? Why are you just don't broadcast from home?" And I'm like. You know what? I don't know. I threw you the layup last <laughs> night. Didn't, didn't you see the layup I threw you? Yeah, yeah. but you know, we got uh, we got guests coming by after okay. the show. We got guests here today. Right. Uh, it's Jess's born day. And you know, Jess is just getting That's right. started here on The Breakfast Club. So she doesn't have like uh, the equipment, the setups that we do. You know, okay. we got studios at the house and things of that nature. So it's just like, yo... Why not come in? I tried to I tried to throw a Charlamagne and Ali last night. I said, "Hey, Charlamagne, hey, no. so you are you broadcasting from the crib? Because I will too." And I like I like I like being here. I like I being too. in the studio. I enjoy I you know coming to 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 talk to the people every morning and serve uh, the people of America every morning here on this black mothership we call the Breakfast Club. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy to be here. All right. Well, today we have Kingsley Ben Adir. Now I'm sure you don't know who he is. He's an actor that plays Bob Marley in the new One Love flick. Kills it too, by the way. A lot of people Kills know it. who this is. You know why? Because uh, I had a lot of women yesterday hitting me. Talk about Kingsley was up there. Really? King, yes, because he played uh, he played Malcolm X in um uh, I can't remember the name of the movie. Something in Miami. He played One Night in Miami, I believe. It one was. Night in Miami. Yep. He played Malcolm X in that. He played uh, Barack Obama in something. He was in a uh, uh, Secret Invasion. He played um. I can't remember the villain's name of Secret Invasion either. I'm sorry, guys. I'm 45 years old. I was born in 1978. I can't remember everything. We got it. But yeah, people know, a lot of people know who he is. And, okay. You know, a lot of women uh, like, like, like Kingsley. Okay. Yes. So like, he'll be joining. Happy birthday, Big Jeff. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Big Jeff. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Big Jeff. Are you one? Thank Are you, you two? Are you three? Are you, I mean, add, add a 30 to that, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> 32, y'all. What's up? What up, Jess? Happy birthday. Uh, Good morning. Well, we'll let Jess settle in, and we got front page news coming back. Tesla Figaro will be joining us, so don't go anywhere. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wow. I've been listening to snooze for about a year and some change. 17 times a a, a day on this radio, right, during the Breakfast Club. And Jess Hilarious just put me on... The, the snooze got me looking at snooze different. You never, yeah. you never listen to the lyrics. It's the lyrics. She testified about how many people she killed and all that. Yeah, uh-huh. she killed wow. somebody for you and all that. But I told you because she has a wonderful disguising voice, like Google Gaga, so people can't like understand exactly what she's saying. Yeah, she's very smart, but she confessed to a lot of crime, like a baby murderer. Yeah, a baby yeah. murderer. Wow. Good morning, everybody. We are the <laughs> Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Uh, just started off. Super Bowl uh, sets TV ratings record with 123.4 million viewers. Yes. No so, surprise there. Yeah, so uh, yeah. The, the longest Super Bowl game also will go down as the most watched program in television history. And yeah, no surprise there. Went in the overtime. Uh, you got a dynasty like the Kansas City Chiefs. You got a storied franchise like the San Francisco 49ers. You got Usher at the halftime show. Yeah. You got the Taylor Swift stuff swirling That's around. Right, yeah. like, there's a lot of elements that uh, doesn't surprise me at all that they was the most watched thing in history. Yeah. That's right. And then you got the whole Bronx for Ice Spice. Whole Bronx for Ice Spice. No, <laughs> they, you acting like it's you acting like it's legal cable in the Bronx. Hey. It's definitely not. They got fire sticks, all that, all types of things. Oh my god! Well, let's jump right into Joel Osteen. Yeah, good morning, DJ Envy. Up, good Tess? morning, Charlemagne, and happy birthday to Jess. Thank you, beautiful. Happy birthday, Peace baby. Up. Yeah, let's let's get into some new details uh, about the Sunday shooting at Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church in Houston. Let's go to NBC News for the report, and then I'm going to give you some more information on the other side. 
Police identified the shooter as 36-year-old Genesee Yvonne Moreno and say she was carrying an AR-15 with the word Palestine written on it. Police said they also found anti-Semitic writings during a recent search warrant. We have uncovered some items. We do have some anti-Semitic writings that we have uncovered during this process. But like I said, we are 24 hours into it. Investigators say a dispute between Moreno and her ex-husband's family, some of whom are Jewish, may be related to the shooting. Now, as as he mentioned, and as we talked about yesterday, when these shootings happen, you know, there's details constantly unfolding. So uh, that was the latest as far as, you know, what happened with the shooting. But I want to give you some more details on her background, her criminal history, as well as her documented mental illness. Take a listen to this. And Joe Olstein, we also have uh, his statement as well. Law enforcement records show the shooter had at least six prior arrests since 2005, including unlawful carrying of a weapon, which she pleaded guilty to, evading arrest and assault on a public official, which she pleaded to a lesser charge. Moreno's neighbor, who didn't want to be identified, said she filed a restraining order against her in November. Four years I've been through hell. I have reported this, reported this, reported this, and it's gone on deaf ears. Nobody should have died. Nobody should have been hurt. This should have been handled years ago. Police adding in 2016, authorities placed Moreno under an emergency detention order. We do believe that she does have a mental health history that is documented through us and through interviews with family members. We're devastated. I mean, this is, we've been here 65 years and have somebody shooting in your church. But, you know, we don't understand why these things happen, but we know God's in control. Damn, so sad. Yeah, yeah, so um, we'll continue to see. Uh, again, they said no motive has been determined at this point. Uh, they'll continue to look into it. They're also saying uh, they don't know if they're going to uh, document this as a hate crime or terrorism or uh, how that's going to happen. Also, I haven't seen an update on the little boy that was there. Remember, there was a little boy. Yeah. Her that son that was with her, right? Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. That was with him, and he was in critical condition. And as of right now, this moment, because you know things change every hour, uh, I have not seen uh, you know an update on him. So hoping uh, that he is you know recovers from that as well. All right. Well, that is front page news. What are we talking next hour, Tess? Yeah. Make sure you tap in. Tax season is here. You may qualify for more money. And I want you to know about uh, something that's going to happen on Valentine's Day. If you plan on ordering DoorDash or if you need an Uber or Lyft at the airport, drivers in 10 cities are saying get somebody else to do it. So I'm going to tell you all about it at the top of the hour. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Call us up right now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne, Dizzy, what up? Are we live? This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now here and tell you what it is. We live? Hello, who's this? This Ivan from Charleston, South Carolina. 843, what's happening in the low country this morning? What's up, brother? Hey, hey what's up? Get it off your chest. I just wanted to, I just wanted to give y'all a call to tell Jess happy birthday Thank and you. happy birthday to myself. Oh, oh happy birthday too? back to you, honey. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yes, sir. Blessings <laughs> to you, brother. <laughs> no Blessings problem. to you in the low country this morning. Hello, who's this? Yeah, it's DeAndre. Hey, what's up, Dre? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man, I just wanted to say, man, me and my lady, we're expecting our first baby on okay. Valentine's Day, man. Oh, congratulations. Right. So you, you sound, are you happy? 
I mean, yeah, I'm happy, but it's a little nervousness involved with it, too. Oh, oh yeah, you said your first baby. Oh, yeah, wow. Let's she do tomorrow? Yep, do tomorrow. Wow. Did you build a crib and all that yet? Bassinet and all that? Yeah, everything set up. Just got to really just waiting, man. Really, for real. I need you to be more excited. I than know. You sound, sound very enthused. Hey, 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 I'm, I'm nervous, bro. I'm nervous. But at least you, you're being honest about it. It's okay. You'll be fine. I like his calmness, though. You know, it's like I the know. calm before the storm. You stay focused. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if it happens in the next 24 yeah. hours, it's going to be a life-changing experience for you. Right. You're never going to look at your woman or her vagina the same. Jesus. Where you calling from? <laughs> I'm calling from Charlotte. Okay. 704. Hey. Yes, sir. And can I get one more thing off if y'all don't mind? Go ahead, brother. I got a friend that runs like a Pelicans out here, and he's in danger of losing his store. He had to start a GoFundMe. Um, if anybody can, his uh, GoFundMe has helped save my store. It's organized by Shamar Lestart. Any help, that'll be greatly appreciated. Um, all right, brother. Okay, no problem. He's trying to save the Pelicans. Save the Pelicans. He has, I guess, an organization we say. Yeah, yeah. It's the birds. Infl- inflation is kind of, nah, it's, uh, it's like a snow cone store. Oh, okay. You so pay, not real birds? You, I'm sorry, just you, 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 I think you, all your attention should be on tomorrow. Word. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's facts, but this, this like my best friend, one of my best friends. Man. He's more worried about the pelicans than his baby. So yeah. is it real pelicans? I ain't more worried about the pelicans. It's a snow No, it's a story. Oh, so you care about the snow cones? I mean, I want to help my homeboy too if I can. You feel me? Man, yeah, I, I agree with Jess. Focus on your baby. Yeah, I Focus promise. Focus on your, I'm, your queen, Kim. I'm lost. I'm, uh, they're I, not real pelicans? No, nah, no, nah, it's the snow cones. That must be the name of the store. Yeah. Pelican Snow Cone Store. So, so oh. save, save the I cones. I felt for him when he said the Pelicans. I said, oh, yeah. man, his brother doing a good uh, thing saving the birds out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. By the way, snow cones don't need no whole store, by the way. All he needs is a little <laughs> truck or something, a little stand. You don't need a whole store for snow cones. He's so nervous. He worried about the Pelicans. Save the Pelicans. What? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed, it's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Sierra from Indianapolis. Hey, Sierra, get it off your chest. Well, today is my birthday, and I just want to tell myself happy birthday and shout out to Jess. Let her know happy birthday as well. Hey, happy, happy birthday, birthday to you my both. Aquarius twin. Thank you. Well, actually, we're triplets. I have a little brother who just turned 21 today. Wow. Wow, and y'all birthday on the same day. That's what's up. Happy birthday, yes. little brother. We are 14 years apart. Let me look up Aquarius Ooh. traits for women. Ooh. Damn, you are very difficult to love. Okay, thank you so much, babe. I appreciate you calling in. Loyal. She learns from her mistakes. Distracted. Friendly. Reluctance to follow rules. Visionary. Wow, Jess. You oh, wrote this? You Humanitarian. Creative. <laughs> Intellectual. She enjoys spontaneity. Independent. Detached. Emotionally reserved, rebellious. What's that? Social butterfly. What happened? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Aquarius woman traits. Okay. Living in the truth. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Hello. Who's this? Yo, this your boy, Captain, from Huntsville, Alabama. What's up, Captain? Get it off your chest. Hey, man. Okay. Quick question. Charlemagne. Charlemagne up? Yes, sir. Yeah. What's up, King? What's up, King? How you doing, Miss Jeff Larry? Good morning. Good morning. Quick question. Top five comedians. Top well, five, top three comedians? Yeah. Which one? Top five or top three? Top three. Top three. Um, Cat Williams, Dave Chappelle, Chris Tucker. This is all back in the okay. day. Oh, okay. 
So question is, how come there's never a female included in there? What? <laughs> That's why, wrong. why is there never a female included in the top? Because you said top three, you said male. top five. I could have told you another one. Me, but I top three. That's it. Say happy yeah, birthday, first of yeah. all. Say happy birthday to me. Oh, I'm sorry. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> hey, girl. How you, you change like that? Thank you so much. Song. He changed some stuff. Uh, Kanye. I, I, I got one woman comedian in my top five. Who, Who is it? Joan Rivers. What's that? Oh, Joan Rivers. Yeah, if you're doing oh, yeah. it all the time, Joan Rivers. She definitely was funny. Like, really, really funny. Well, I say Jeff Hilarious, Mona. Don't call me white girl. Shout out to you, girl. Hey. And Adele Gibbons. Hey Adele, yeah. Wow, absolutely. all time. Yeah. Mona and Jess, okay. Thank you, brother. Get out of your chest. It, like you had a problem with it at first. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Really? When somebody say top five all time, you think like the older ones. But you if you say Chris Rock, you think what's so, happening now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Murphy, absolutely, absolutely. Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You named a bunch of old heads too. I did. And if you would have said top five, I would have put myself in there. Okay. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got Jess with the mess coming up. Yes, we do. Justin Bieber was supposed to perform with, well, he was offered to perform with Usher. Okay. He yep. said, nigga, no. Oh, my God. No, that is, no, that is wrong. <laughs> we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV. Jess Hilarious. Charlamagne, God. Tell me what. I told you he was getting a little sick. He was I am getting a little, little sick. Yesterday. I'm I, I, a little sick. Oh, my God. There is something going around. I don't know if it's COVID, but it's some something new that's, like, uh, getting yeah. people sick. Yeah, getting yeah, a little yeah. Sick. I mean, it could be just a little cold. People forgot about colds now. Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe, I mean? yeah maybe. I'm, oh, it's something going around. It's just germs. It's yeah. just a cold. People forget about colds. They forget about flu. They forget about chlamydia. Like, it ain't always COVID, y'all. Okay, come on. Let's get All right, yeah, let's get Jess with the mess. Yeah, let's Usher marries longtime girlfriend in Vegas. People exclusively recorded uh, reported that Usher married his longtime girlfriend Jen after his Super Bowl halftime show. Um, the marriage certificate shows that Usher's mom was the witness. The Usher uh, the wedding was an was at the Vegas weddings in Terrace Gazebo or whatever. And then they, they didn't like report it to the world, but um, a source had said that they, they confirmed it to like their own little team and their own people or whatever. I didn't know that they had two kids together. I knew I knew that Usher had kids, but I didn't even know that he had this longtime girlfriend until like earlier last year. So this is actually... This I didn't know that either. Is, yeah, I didn't know that. And you wouldn't think that with his performances and all of that stuff. But, so it's I just got, entertainment, Jess. Uh, okay, that's real cute <laughs> and everything. But <laughs> and look, and this is a song on his new album called, like, he's still saying that he, he has a side girl that he messing with. Y'all need to get down with the album. The album gives real tea, okay? Usher gonna always have a side girl somewhere, so good luck, Jen. <laughs> Damn. But, yeah, I'm just saying because, hey, we ain't never know him to be lying. Drop the clues bomb for Usher. Yeah, we don't even not tell, like, to elaborate on truth, but we know that um, he don't be lying. So, it's yeah. just entertainment. Okay, that's cute. Okay. <laughs> Uh, more on Usher, uh, why Justin Bieber didn't participate in Usher's halftime show. So uh, fans expected to see Justin Bieber on the stage during Usher's halftime show. A source told Page Six that Usher offered for Justin Bieber to join the performance, but Bieber turned it down, saying that he just wasn't feeling it. They elaborated, there's no bad blood between Usher and Justin, just that Justin wasn't up for it. Uh, he wasn't, he just wasn't feeling it. What the hell was Justin Bieber going to do with Usher? Skate? 
I know. I don't remember them having songs together, but one of the producers nah, told me Usher like they found do have songs. No, nah, he was the one that found it. Just I know anymore. that. I know. Mm. I know. But like songs together, collaboratively, yeah. I don't remember them having songs. But if that's his artist, that's his, that's, your that's artist. not technically his artist. He just helped discover Justin Bieber. Yeah, I don't yeah. need you to be in Usher's set just because the man yeah. helped discover you. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 if he came, if Justin came out roller skating or something, you know, okay, oh, that's Justin Bieber. Yeah. I thought he was he was signed to Usher in School of Brown. I thought they had a a, know, a, know, a, a company and they did it together. I don't know. It's just with the message, and the news is real. Allegedly, allegedly, so so it don't have to be real. So if you want to put that out there. But it is. So um, we don't know if there was like anything, you know, going on. But I I just feel like Justin is just tired, wrapped up with music anyway. Like he's just Mm -hmm. performing and anything, like, or anything that has to do with music. I just feel like he's tired of it. He just wants to be left alone with it. He was saying this for the past few years. So it could be something deeper. It could be he's depressed. It could be something that he just don't want to even addressed or whatever but like they said there's no bad blood between him and um and Usher so. oh he just rich and don't feel like working how about that how about that you know what I'm saying because retirement is not an age it's yeah. an income That's and right. I don't remember the last time he's actually looked happy the last time that we that we the little bit of times that we've seen him seen him in the last like year and a half he doesn't look happy so prayers up for him I hope he's okay mm-hmm. you know but um Chris Brown reacted to uh Usher's halftime performance it was just very subtle it was real quick it was just an emoji a flame emoji some people are speculating like about Usher and Chris Brown's relationship what and what it's been like since the rumor since the rumor since he allegedly uh got into an altercation in Vegas last year remember they was trying to say oh my god he punched Usher and um, ain't nobody ever confirm or deny or whatever. So uh, he posted to a story um, on Instagram, just a flame, like, saying, like okay, that was fire. It could have been, it could have been more. What y'all want him to do? Put an eggplant in some lips? Hey, yo. Like, like what you, like, what <laughs> Why you do you have to, like, skip straight to saying, like, 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 not, what y'all want him to do? Why you always go with it, though? A, a flame emoji and at Usher fire. I'm not gonna like, lie. I, I would have wanted, I don't know if Usher offered for him to perform with him, but I would have wanted to see New Flame with Usher and mm-hmm. um, Chris Brown. That was like one of the, the nicest songs or whatever. <laughs> you don't remember that? No. New Flame. I they do remember that. One, only I don't want to see that in the Super Bowl. Though. Oh, why? Right. That's not what you want to say? Nah, Super Bowl, you want to see like the, the hit hits. What you want to see? I Some to see... people. No, oh, I didn't. Okay. I want to see Lovers and Friends. Lo- I know, I know. I Lovers did. and Friends would have been fine. That's right. Okay. But Usher can skate dance and all that. I mean, uh, Chris Brown can skate dance and all that. So I, that would have been nice to see. So that's what y'all wanted too. Chris Brown and Justin Bieber to do. Y'all wanted them to be skaters in Usher's performance. <laughs> Yo, shut that, up, that, that's, that's what I'm getting from this. Like, <laughs> like what? that's what y'all wanted? At least Usher and Chris got songs together. You know what okay, I'm saying? So, okay. yeah. Okay. But it's okay. Whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. Fans react to Shaq shooting his shot at Ice Spice after the Super Bowl. What? Uh, right. Shaq posted a, a picture on his Instagram with Taylor Swift, Ice Spice, and a few other people. And the caption was, and Ice Spice is so damn fine. Thanks, Taylor Swift. Shaq is 51. Ice Spice <laughs> is 24. Shaq's oldest son, Sharif, is also 24. And I just I, I just feel like, all right, Shaq, relax sometimes. Like, if we're going to tell Shannon Sharp to check, I mean, <laughs> Shannon Sharp to chill, we got to tell Shaq Oh, no, to I chill. agree. That's a little, it's, it's just a little strange. Like, like he, come on. Like, you was, in this, you was in the league for about as long as Ice Spice has been alive. <laughs> yeah. And then what you mean, thanks, Taylor Swift? What do you want her to, I don't know, is he insinuating that he wanted Taylor to put him on with Ice Spice or what? 
He probably met her in Taylor's uh, Taylor suite. section. Yeah, Taylor suite. That's what oh, he probably okay, said. Okay, okay. Oh my gosh! But either way, Ice Spice looked like like his granddaughter in front of him. Like no, for real. That could be <laughs> like his granddaughter. Oh, that did. could be your granddaughter, you know, Shaq. She... <laughs> That's how you got to look at these things, man. You got to think about that. How old you say he was? 54. 54 that years old. That can't be his granddaughter, yeah. guys. Yeah. Why not? He's 30 years no, older than him. No, he's 51. I'm sorry. Shaq is 51. Why can't he have a 24-year-old granddaughter at 51? No, she just looked like oh, super young. Grand in front of daughter, not granddaughter. Are you crazy? A 24-year-old? You, you so you don't know no 50-year-old? I don't freak out. A 50-year-old with a 24-year-old granddaughter? Uh, all I yes. said. No. I know some 58-year-olds with like a 21, 22-year-old granddaughter. All that, I said was the pose made her look like. I mean, yeah. she still posed like North. In blue, like she, you know what I'm saying? Like, like she don't never, yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, with the little tongue sticking out the side, half the tongue, you know. Y'all, so. like y'all don't know. By the way, that's not a young grandma to be honest. If you 58 years old, 59. And we years, said 51 with a 24 year old granddaughter. It's Wait, possible. No. No, I'm well, not the best at math, but well, you give me know. a minute, I can figure this out. Figure it out. While figure y'all out. figure that out, we're gonna celebrate well, Scissor. You think about it. If you have a kid at 21, then you go 21. Shut up. She's not, trying to do We're gonna celebrate Scissor right now for SOS being the first album by a black woman to spend over a year yes. in the top 10 of Billboard's 200 shows. Yes. That is so lit. She posted this on her Instagram and she said, thank you and happy Black History Month. Okay. So shout out to SZA. She's been getting like really, really good accolades and all that stuff for like the past year. She's been doing her thing. If your daughter got pregnant at like 13, 14. Oh, you're not going to let this go. <laughs> it's possible. If your daughter got pregnant at like 13, 14, 15, it's possible for you to be 50... One fifty-four years old with a twenty-one-year-old. You still gonna go with this? Huh? You still gonna go with no, this? No, it's, it's 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 a possibility. Somebody out there, do the math for me. Oh do the ghetto God. math for me. Do the ghetto figure math. Out, figure this out, okay? How oh can you gosh. be a fifty-four-year-old granddaddy? Fifty-one. Fifty-one-year-old granddaddy with a twenty-four-year-old granddaughter. Come on, happen. somebody figure it out for me. It can happen. I just All don't right. know how. And oh that is just with the mess. Thank you, Jess. No problem. When we come back, we got front page news, and then Kingsley Benadia will be joining us. Them girls love him. Ladies love this man. Who, Kingsley? Yeah, Kingsley, uh, yeah. Benedict. They'd be like, hey, big head, but it'd be true because no, you got a big you. ass head. You said that. <laughs> you definitely said it like right, three times. Like He's all into that. his head. That's he not was true. like, man, your head big. Like, what size is your head? Like, Pause. what? <laughs> what? You asked him what size his head was. That never happened. He mm-hmm. ain't even been here yet, Jeff. I'm lying. You know we can't <laughs> It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. <laughs> You're checking out the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV. Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What up, Tiz? Good morning, DJ Ivy. Good morning, and happy birthday to Jess Hilarious and Charlamagne the God. Now let's jump right into these uh, tax refunds. Yeah, before I get to this, you know, Envy, you love your free burger days. You know, you like to pull up when McDonald's is giving free burgers. I wanted everybody to know today is National Pancake Day. So IHOP is offering free pancakes today and participating locations from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because it's also paired with their month-long fundraising campaign to fight food insecurity. So if you go in and get your free stack, your three stack, make sure you donate a dollar. Every dollar you donate provides 10 meals for people facing hunger. So I want to let you guys... Yes, you know, like to help people with, with food. That's what oh, they okay. call it now. You know, help people who are hungry, basically. Oh, my so son they going to be happy. He love him from pancakes. He love him. Yes. So thank you. You pulling up today? You think you're gonna I'm going to tell my children? mother to take him. I'm not going there. But I'm going to tell my mother to take him. <laughs> Imagine just standing in line for three for three. Like, Ash, no. Hey, a deal is a deal. 
Okay, yeah, that's right. I don't y'all say. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Three pancakes for Envy free. Don't, Envy sh- no shame. Wait in a long line. What you begin your little burgers? They be uh, tricking you, though. You get there, then you got to download the uh, app, and you got to order it on that. the app, and this is just too much. Just give me my burgers. A rewards just, program. Yeah, rewards program. Just give me my, my pancakes. I'm sure you got to do the same with IHOP. I'm sure you got to fill something out. You got to yeah, do yeah, something. Yeah. Well, if y'all go in, make sure y'all, y'all donate a dollar. But okay. in more money news, uh, I wanted folks to know about this because this is important. It's tax season. Uh, let's listen to Atlanta Fox 5 for the report on how you may get a larger refund. Check it out. Last year, we had some big numbers. $3,200 was the average refund from last year. Whether you get the same or more really depends upon how your income did over the last 12 months. If you saw a substantial raise in your paycheck, because a lot of people did, you'll probably get about the same. If your income stayed the same or only went up a little bit, then you actually could expect a higher refund because two things happen. Number one is they adjusted up the standard deduction. They gave you more of those free deductions. And every year they adjust the tax tables for inflation. So if you're earning more, 7% or so, you're going to pay about the same amount. But if your income stayed about the same, expect a bigger refund this year. Tax refunds? What are those? <laughs> right. What is that? What are those? That's right. God bless everybody that's getting one. I hope it's as big as the Super Bowl. I have no idea what a tax refund is. Mm, I haven't right. seen one since before my son. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I would say this is a big deal. You know, the IRS is expecting 128.7 million individual tax returns this year. You know, this is a big deal. You know, people be all of a sudden, you know, getting back together with old loves, you know, waiting on that tax return and <laughs> you know, trying to get people. You know how it go, Jess. Yes, uh, so, girl. They come around, all start of saying they kids and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So the family albums and all of that. So this is important, probably for a lot of our listeners. So it will be uh, a difference of about three to four hundred dollars increase. And I, I want to do the story, guys, again because inflation. You know, we talk so much about inflation, inflation, inflation. And so this is one of those way, one of the things that they're showing that the IRS has recognized that there's been inflation, and this is kind of a way to make it even for those who are uh, receiving a tax return. Yeah, I have no problem with paying taxes. I have a problem with not knowing where my tax dollars are going. I wish that, you know, we individually could, uh, you know, specifically say where we want our tax money to go. I want it to go to this initiative. I want it to go to, you know, uh, this community program. If Mm -hmm. I knew exactly where my tax dollars were going, I would have no problem paying it. Yeah. This money just be disappearing. It's gone. It's like, hey, let me get that. Mm -hmm. Let me get that. Mm -hmm. You don't even know who that's going to. Mm. Nah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm not with you. I, I, I don't want to pay taxes as much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't, I, even I know. if you don't know where it's going. <laughs> I mean, they they take a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would rather not pay at all. I no, think, you know, being, uh, being that we're black, I think, you know, that should be, you know, our, 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 our form of reparations. If you make over mm-hmm. a certain amount of money, you shouldn't have to pay taxes. Oh, wow. Right. I right. feel if all black, black people should have to pay taxes. Yeah, I'm with you. All black people. No, 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 no. If you if, if you make over a certain amount of money, you shouldn't have to pay taxes. If you don't make a certain amount of money, then you should be getting some form of reparation. Oh, you should be oh, actually getting yeah. a check. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you make a certain amount of money, I'm with you. you shouldn't have to pay taxes. I'm with yeah. you. Charlemagne for president. Let's go. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm going. Yeah. Well, that's why I love it. And following that type of movement, go on Twitter and hashtag cut the check. So people are actually advocating for that, Charlemagne. So great idea. Maybe they'll listen. Now, some other stuff that, you, that um, people may need to be listening is Uber. Now, if you are, this is important because Valentine's Day, a lot of people may be ordering DoorDash. You may be flying in uh, to an airport. And I want to let you know, Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash drivers plan to strike 
on Valentine's Day uh, to talk about their lower pay and unsafe work conditions. Rideshare Drivers United, an independent union, said that Lyft and Uber drivers will turn off their apps to protest the significant decrease in pay that they felt in the winter. Now, the Justice for App Workers Coalition, which represents more than 100,000 drivers, issued a statement that we're sick of working 80 hours a week just to make ends meet, being constantly scared for our safety and worrying about being deactivated with one click of a button. The group says its members will not be taking rides to and from the airports in 10 cities on Valentine's Day. Here it is. Austin, Chicago, Hartford, Miami, Newark, Orlando, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Providence, and Tampa. So if you're flying in, you usually take a lift. They say and get somebody else to do it. Now, DoorDash, they haven't said that uh, they're looking at any particular cities, but they are included in this report as well. So if you're ordering food, you might be stuck like Chuck. You need a ride. You better get somebody else. And now Uber has downplayed this and said that... Um, that they tried this protest before and so they said basically do you drivers because it didn't make a difference with us they pretty much blew it off but <laughs> we don't give a said, damn. <laughs> yeah they said do you we don't, we don't care what they said we, we we did all right when y'all tried this last year but Lyft <laughs> did say in an effort to address pay concerns they did promise drivers will receive at least 70 percent of their money so what you guys think you think everybody should turn off the app or make I mean, a bigger statement or what i mean lift is high as hell like mm -hmm. all of that stuff is Both high, high yeah. like you know what i mean i to get around new york because i don't want to drive like i'll pay like 80 dollars to go down the street like what do you mean yeah so th this is yeah this is what lift I, I do understand they don't get and then i talk to a lot of lift drivers too and they they say no that they don't really get a lot of their money a lot of the everybody says that yep yeah, I do notice that. So well, what, what they don't do, another driver will. You know what I mean? But I yeah. do encourage the protest if they feel like they're not making no money. But today is a day that people are going to be at home cooking anyway. Yeah. Right? Oh, restaurants. 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 Yeah, today yeah. is restaurants well, sometimes people be ordered, But sometimes yeah. people be ordering DoorDash pretending that they made the food. You know, DoorDash is a big thing on Valentine's Day, though. You don't think? I was, you know, mm -hmm. I was thinking about, I was thinking about, do people get snowed in on purpose? What do you mean? Like, we always have these convos about getting flued out, but when it snows, or it's supposed to be a terrible <laughs> snowstorm somewhere, do you go and get snowed in on purpose with people? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I used to like getting snowed in, especially really? if it was somebody I like. Mm -hmm. Really? Very much. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? Does act like you can't get a ride home? All the time. Like, oh, my God, now <laughs> what am I do? You know, uh, yeah. I hope they say no. Just stay here. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Bad. Oh yeah. I ain't got hope now. Sometimes if, if you ugly, you get stuck over somebody's house. They like, oh no, I'm, I'm a shovel. I'm a shovel. <laughs> I'm gonna help you. Yeah. Yo, no. You know I mean? I'm gonna help just you get out of here. Help, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> just, yes. No. Just. Oh, they striking. Just, just Uber, 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 Uber yeah, lifting door dash striking. I'm gonna drive you. Don't worry. It's still cash. Taxes out here for sure. I got all wheel drive. I drive you home. Dang it. All right. No, Jess, you need to upload that skit. Jess actually has the skit. Pretending to be sleep. I saw this skit you did. Oh, girl, yeah. Try to sing home <laughs> and just pretends to be sleep. <laughs> and be then wake you up like, yeah, what you doing? You gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go now. <laughs> all right. Well, that is front page news. Thank you, Tiz. <laughs> all right, peace. Thank Make sure you. you follow at Tesla Figaro on all social media platforms and subscribe to the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. All right. Now, when we come back, Kingsley Benadir will be joining us. He plays Bob Marley in the new flick One Love, and we're gonna chop it up with him when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you, Charmaine, for not calling the brother dead. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ NV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Man. Kingsley Benadir. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Yes, yes. he's playing uh, Bob Marley in the new movie, Bob Marley, One Love Story, which comes out Valentine's Day. Welcome. Nice to be here. Where your locks at? 
Where they're, they're gone. They're in a they're in a they're in a cupboard somewhere. You left them in the movie. He left some, the movie. They, they left took them, them off. Put, put them in a box. Okay. Locked them up. Whoever did that did a great job. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, usually you see people with dreadlocks and they look so stupid. The fake yeah. dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. Morris yeah. Morris and Carla man, they they were prepping that from the same time when I started prepping. So it was mm -hmm. like. Morris is a he's a dread specialist and you know it's not even just the hair he did for me he took all them boys who came from Jamaica they're all Rasta mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so he took out their dreads you know by hand and he put them in like sacred boxes stored them and then wow. redid their put new dreads in their hair um, what? to like suit the characters mm -hmm. from the time and then when the film was done he got their dreads and he put them back in wow. but for a lot of them it was it was really emotional and mm -hmm. they was doing it for Bob because they love Bob and they're all connected mm -hmm. to Bob, you know. A lot of them, a lot of the guys who are playing the band members are the children of the actual band members. Mm -hmm. So they're all rusty and they took out their hair for the film and then they, they put it back. It was a lot, you know, it was... Um, what do you mean took the hair out? Like, they got... What do you mean took it out? So, like, Sheldon came with his own dreads. Real, real hair. Real dreads. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And then Morris took them out. Cut them out. Like, picked them out and left hair there and Not then re-put dreads in and then at the end of the film he's taken out them dreads and then put their original dreads back in mm -hmm. so yeah the whole dreads thing was like that was one of the first conversations I had with Ziggy it was like yo authenticity of of how Bob speaks mm -hmm. you know has to be at the forefront of this so I can't get involved and he was the same you know and, and, and also the hair I was like, it's not. I, I ain't got nothing to do with it, but just yeah. make sure that if you need to put ten million into the hair, then that's what we need to do. Absolutely. So you know, it was um, yeah, the hair and the the hair and the 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 Bob talk was was no, tough. I'm a little slow, Kingsley. How the hell do you put the hair back in? I don't taking know. it out. I ain't got a clue. It's all types of YouTube tutorials on how to put some. We are not going to see it. It'll grow back hair. like regular hair. How he Cause, do no, his cause, hair? Because they had to, they would have to cut it out. You have to cut it out and then no. sew it back in. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. So locks, you you comb them out. Yeah, like you can comb yeah. them. Yeah. And, 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 and they lose hair. Yeah, you comb them out and then you. People make the locks that I had last week. Last week, the girl made them without of real hair. Yeah. These are faux locks. So these are from Amazon, like nine yeah. times. Okay, but you know, yeah. the I real didn't know. Ones they I made, didn't know yeah. that. I, I didn't yeah. know it was a it's thing. A I, and, I, and I, I met them once. Their new hair had been put in, so mm. I only knew them with that hair. I only mm. realized when I see them after that they had different dreads. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it was a whole. Um, I don't know how we found him, yeah. Morris, because he's he's like you know he's a one of a kind, you know. That was in the in the industry, you know. He mm -hmm. came and he and then he ended up just taking care of a lot of stuff, you know. He was on set with us every day. I know he's working with Lashana now on all of our work. Well, salute to Morris. The British accent isn't that much different from the Jamaican accent, though. Now that I'm hearing you talk, right yeah. Now. Maybe, is Ooh. it because he spent so much time? I don't know. I, I disagree. I, I feel like I feel like you know the the wind like the black. Uh, the black community in, in, in London anyway was, you know, it's a huge Caribbean culture. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of Jamaican dialect has seeped into to London culture. So, you know, the way we grew up talking was half Cockney, half Jamaican. That's kind mm -hmm. of what the slang is in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the Patois really for me is a different language, you know? We could be in here with two guys from Jamaica who have like from somewhere I don't know and they could talk for five ten minutes and we wouldn't have a clue what they're saying mm -hmm. yeah, so and I, I found myself in that situation a bunch of times and I was like well this is a whole thing this is not something where I can just like take nine months and learn mm -hmm. Jamaican it mm -hmm. just was never going to be one of those ones so we had a whole operation in place made by Frederick Cassidy mm. 
and so it really it really did you know like there's parts like I had I took months to kind of translate wow. everything Bob was saying so they put I was money and time into this film yeah I, I was misinterpreting things Bob was saying do you know what I mean it's Mis like I was misinterpreting oh, things he was saying I wasn't just not understanding there was things that I thought I understood mm -hmm. and then actually I get a Jamaican to come around to my house and help me translate and he's going no 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 this he's saying something else give us an example in our farm where Bob would say this thing when he's saying our farm where in our farm where you know and he's saying in a form where so it was just a connecting sentence mm -hmm. but little things like that in the middle of conversations throw you you know and like in a form was, where. I mean in, in, a, in a form where you know it's yeah. just like a, it's just a, an expression that he, he, he and Bob talked the way that Bob talked yeah. you know what I mean so it's mm. I still don't know what that means and you said it three times in a form where yeah. so would it be like from a standpoint of exactly right exactly oh. it's just right and I English. was like without yeah. Jamaicans there's no way that I was going to be able to Understand translate that. something I mean and the list goes on I mean I had hundreds of pages of, yeah. of Bob talk where I'm like I don't know what I don't know what he's saying yeah. so would you say that was the most complicated part of the role of, yeah of, for yeah. sure for sure yeah. obviously the music I'm starting from scratch mm -hmm. but with the music I'm I was always like, I just get as far as I can get to, you know, and then you can do things with the camera and there's going to be a lot of support there. But I guess with the with the patois, there was a moment where I thought, oh, let me see how far I can get with this. And mm -hmm. then a few months in, I was I was emailing Tough Gong going, we need a lot you of help. help. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to be able to just come in and willy-nilly patois. It's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not one of them things there. And I'm like, just because I've grown up with Jamaicans, it don't mean anything really. Like the language, you could spend 10 years mm -hmm. trying to prep Bob and still have a way to go. And Bob's coming from, he's born in the country, grew up in Trenchtown and then traveled. So there's the patois, but then there's how Bob talked mm -hmm. and how Bob talked, no one talked like him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was a journey, but there wasn't a day on set where I wasn't surrounded by people who knew. So I felt I felt good, like we were never going to move on mm -hmm. unless it was right. So, and that was the one thing I felt like I can fully take care of. Mm -hmm. I can't take care of looking exactly like Bob. Bob's five seven, I'm six two. You know, there's so many physical differences between us. And he's a genius. He's a musical genius. But his voice and how he spoke and the authenticity of that as like the whole cultures in the way that Bob talks, mm -hmm. like the way that he speaks has to be reflected. There's mm -hmm. no, there can be no dumbing down of it. Like there's no whitewashing it you know yeah, mm -hmm. and then let's 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 do it how bob talks and then afterwards when you're in post-production you can figure out Fix how it. much people understand and what, how much they don't what made you audition for this at first i, I thought at first i was i thought there must have been a, a mistake of some sort you know just one of them auditions where i'm like oh, i'm i'm mixed so oh, they reached I, out guess, to you. I guess everyone mixed is auditioning for this and right, I just thought yeah. it was silly and so I, I must have passed on it just thinking it was like a general, you know, hundreds of us doing it. And then it just started coming back that the Marley family were involved, which I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And then I heard that Ray had done King Richard and I saw an early cut of it. And I was like, oh, if the family are involved, then there's, there's nothing to lose, you know. Let me, let me throw something out there and then at least we can have a conversation if they want, but nothing to lose. And then I auditioned and Ziggy wanted to meet me. So really it was, it was really spending time with the family and understanding that they wanted to do a kind of tribute to their dad, you know, it was a kind of love letter to their dad. And they wanted to share with the fans a side to Bob that people don't mm -hmm. necessarily know, which is that he was a human being, you know, which was that he was a guy who went through a lot and man struggled. And so... Yeah, I think they talk about his revolution a lot, but you don't get to see what fueled him being a revolutionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. And that at this time with the film set, 
Like he was just going for a lot, you know. He yeah. had the weight of the world on his shoulders, and I, I think, yeah, it was really the family, like the family's involvement, and an understanding that authenticity was really imp most important for them and for the studio and for me. So, you know, I was just being in service to them. All right, we got more with Kingsley Benadire when we come back. He's playing Bob Marley in the One Love movie. It comes out this Valentine's Day. Keep it locked, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kingsley Ben-Adir, who plays Bob Marley in the One Love Flick. Charlamagne. The kids yeah. uh, didn't weren't upset about you playing the father? Like, none of them wanted to play the role? Nah. They picked you. Nah. I think Skip auditioned to play the younger Bob, and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. It's the thing about casting, you know, so many stories and people's feelings, you know, get hurt and stuff. But when you're on the inside, you're like, oh, it's not the conspiracy that everyone thinks. All Ziggy and that, they don't want to play their dad. And they're older. You got. They needed to find someone to play Bob between 33 and 36 years old. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, you know, it can be tricky. Mm -hmm. And so, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Ziggy, Ziggy and the family, they, they approved it. And so I was like, all right, cool. Use lot, if use lot, if that's what use lot want. then, you know, I'm here to help. Did you ever want to quit? Cause you said it was difficult with the hair, difficult with the patois. Did you ever say, you know what? Maybe the same for me. Yeah, I did. At what point? Very close to filming. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, if I pull out of this, you know, it's not just me. It's all the money that's gone into pre-production. And it's like, if you want to work again, I wouldn't advise doing that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did have I did have a moment a couple of weeks before we started. I was just like, boy. It feels like there's a mountain to climb, you know, and all of the music and, and the stems were coming in and songs were changing. And I was like, oh, yeah, just one day at a time. It's just one day at a time. And, and, and really, really what happened was we got to set and Neville Garrick's there, who's Bob's like close, close friend who was with Bob the whole time Bob was creating Exodus and touring Exodus Neville was with him Neville was in the room with Bob writing down the songs when Bob was composing them and Neville was on stage all of them concerts and Neville was with me every day on set so I felt like if Neville didn't like something he's going to tell me straight and he did a lot of times mm -hmm. Yeah. so I just always felt if something's not right we've got the time to like stop and figure it out and really it's only this is just a tribute to Bob to try and find a little bit of his spirit and his essence I feel like everyone involved knows that you can't copy Bob and you can't be Bob he's kind of too big in a way mm -hmm. so it was just there was an understanding that this is just an interpretation of his vulnerability and his feeling and what some of what he might have been going through at that time and you know just to celebrate him a little bit let me tell you something I'm happy that this movie is coming out on Valentine's Day because it's not just a story about Bob it's a love story mm. between Bob and Rita mm -hmm. and like that's what I liked about it mm -hmm. how did you feel about that yeah, I didn't really know. I mean, that sort of evolved as we were shooting. Yeah. Um, Lashana and I, we were working seven months leading up to filming, and I guess that's the thing with films. You shoot three and a half, mm. four hours, and then they cut it down to two. Yeah. So all the things that stay in and don't stay in and how they kind of tweak it and, and kind of make it is, you know, it's over to them after you after you wrap. But it's a, it's a love story between them, and but more that kind of unconditional love when you've known someone for that long and mm -hmm. you've shared all that experience and the love that is expressed when you're not talking, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the, when there's no words. But yeah, it is that. Were you into Bob Marley growing up as a kid? Did you know all the music and know everything about him? Was a lot of this you learned as filming? I feel it? like I learned everything about Bob for the first time. Really? I felt, I felt like I knew him just because I've always known him. Known the music? I don't even know when I, I don't even know when I really first heard Bob because Bob's mm -hmm. just always been in the house and Notting Hill Carnival was a big thing growing up. And I was going Carnival from when I was like three. Mm-hmm. 
three, four years old. But once I started checking in, I was like, well, I really don't know anything about this guy mm-hmm. other than that I knew he's half white, you know, like he's, he's mixed. That was it. Yeah. Like I didn't really understand, like he's really from the ghetto. Like he really grew up in Trenchtown. And yeah, there's a lot of sides to Bob. Um, so I say I, f- I found out everything for the first time through his friends and through his family I spent a lot of time with people who grew up with Bob before he was famous which was some of my most interesting conversations mm-hmm. you know Lego I spent time with him on Orange Street and in his studio just talking about the old time but watching them remember Bob like watching them remember him with such funness and sadness and love you know it's really just trying to get the information I'm trying to get from them is like what was Bob like when he was on his own mm-hmm. what was Bob like when he was just like feeling down like what was Bob like when he was having a rough day the idea of him as an icon and all of that that's they're the sound bites everyone wants to tell you they want to tell you all the mm-hmm. fun bits that you've seen and you've seen them in the documentary mm-hmm. saying it but trying to understand just like his like like his humanity a so little bit so you can lock into the role yeah just I mean? so I can, I can connect him as a human Definitely. being mm-hmm. and not like a a hero yeah like that's a given did you do all of the singing and the movie like, I sung everything I sung everything on okay. set yeah 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 which it, it was never the plan for me to sing in the film we're always going to use Bob's stems because people want to listen to Bob. They don't want to listen to me. Right. And no one can <laughs> sing like Bob. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. sing like Bob because he's singing from such... A, it's so rough, but it's so from here. Mm-hmm. It's actually his commitment to what he's saying that creates that energy as well as his tone and all of those things. So you can't really copy it. As, as beautifully as all his sons can sing, no one can actually get his match. So <clears throat> And he was an ordained messenger. Like I feel like he was divinely... Appointed to be a messenger because that's what his name meant, right? Like Nestor the messenger, yeah. 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 And, and Bob felt like he was in service, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was in service to his majesty, you know. So he's singing for his life in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's about, yeah, it's about spreading the message. And mm-hmm. all of his songs, you know, when you clock all when I started translating the lyrics of all of his songs, I was like, right, God is really in all of this, absolutely, all of his music, absolutely. jamming like all of them songs. He's talking about God, you know, mm-hmm. it's really fascinating. But yeah, I sung everything because emotionally speaking, in the face. If you're not singing, I don't think I didn't feel like I could pretend. But also that Bob woke up every day and and wrote songs. I felt was like if I was playing a footballer and I never kicked the ball. So I just wanted to learn to just understand what yeah. the feeling with the instrument is and the feeling of it, you know. Yeah. And then in in the room we did some acoustic stuff and Ziggy was supposed to come and dub it and he left my voice. So there's a bit of me singing in the film, which was never planned. But I got I had months of singing lessons, so I'm glad they came. I was going to ask you what, what level of expertise was your voice on before? Not great. This? Not, not great. great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least you can admit that. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Not great at all. Not great at all. You got to look after your instrument, man. Those singers, they got to look after their voices. You know, it's mm-hmm. like steaming and all of that stuff. These yeah. past couple of years, you played like different characters though you you played uh, Barack Obama Malcolm X in One Night in Miami Basketball Ken in a Barbie movie Basketball Ken yeah, yeah. <laughs> how is that mentally to switch like no, that I don't find I don't find the switching I, I feel like a problem nah yeah for me it's just more it's a it's a preparation thing and then five minutes before action I just need to concentrate and make sure I've done my homework and I know what I'm doing do you know what I mean I, I don't feel I think as well just coming up as a as a working actor you have to be ready when you need to be ready mm-hmm. so there, there's not that luxury of I'm doing this role and now I've got six months to prepare on my own it's like someone's dropped out you got two weeks to prep one night in Miami so you just have to get ready mm-hmm. you know it's like 
you finish Secret Invasion on the 12th of March, you're starting Barbie on Monday. So you just... Uh, That's you know crazy. I mean? you got to stay. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed playing that role because I would, the reason why I took it, it wasn't because the writing was great at all. It's nothing to do with the writing. They just sent me two little teaser scenes, one with Samuel at the end and one with Ben Mendelsohn. And I was like, right, this guy really wants to, everyone to burn. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, I feel like he's gone in his mind. He's gone. Like, power hungry. Power hungry, but also just <clears throat> like, he's only going to feel, I don't think he feels anything other than when he sees other people experiencing the pain that he feels, subconsciously or not. So, like, he only feels alive when I see you in as much pain as I feel in myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, I've never been offered that kind of role. So I just have to take it regardless of what show it is or yeah. what it's in. But it's fun. It's fun to play that because you've got a bag of secrets, bag of dark secrets. Yeah. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Kingsley Benadir. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kingsley Benadir. Charlemagne. What about the backlash that comes with being a British actor, getting to play American icons like President Obama, like Malcolm X, mm. even playing, you know, a Jamaican icon like Bob Marley. Yeah. People do not like that. People yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, y'all yeah. stealing all the roles yeah, from American actors. Yeah, 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 no. I hear it. Again, I feel like when you, each casting situation is different. So when it comes to opportunity, the first question is, has everyone had an opportunity to audition? Has everyone who should had an opportunity to put their foot in the door where they get to put their best self forward? And where it just depends on the casting is that each situation's different. So some people can't get their first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth choice. All busy, not available. Seventh choice would be amazing. He's not finishing the job till February. When these films go, when they get that green light, there's a moment where they're trying to make it now. They're not waiting for anyone. So it really becomes about availability. When they came to me with Bob, I was like, have you, have you been on a worldwide search? Yes, we have. Go on another one. Really make sure, you know? When why it would, came- Why would you say that? Like, make sure it's not me. <laughs> well, yeah, because you- there's, You, you want to make sure you you're the best make person. Sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to make sure I'm the best, best. person. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, because I've been in that situation before. I couldn't get an audition for any of those London things like Kid mm. Hood or Top Boy or any of that. The casting directors at home, they would never see me for that role because they see me like the Bridgerton guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Whereas wow. I'm like, yeah. no, no, no. That's how I grew up. I just went to a drama school that knocked my accent out of me for eight years and I've just had to try and find it back. Mm. Some bullshit English institution that mm. told us that we couldn't talk the way that we were supposed to talk. Mm-hmm. I think to talk about this as a whole becomes really difficult. I can only talk for the specific examples of the castings that I've been in. And I'll tell you straight, Andre Holland dropped out of one night in Miami and Regina had two weeks to cast it. And then there was three of us. And then the guy who I was up against, he didn't have the experience to hold the film in the way that I did because of his age. He would have been a 27-year-old Malcolm and it didn't make sense. Mm. They did not want to put me in that role. It was just because the film is about to go, they need to get it going, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, I, and, and really, I can talk... Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bob, and I can talk for that, and that's it. My, I just got to make sure that... When I'm going in for something, that my thing is, who who have you seen? Why are you coming to me? Yeah. You know, and I think the family came to me because our first conversation was about the emotional vulnerability of Bob. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. No mimicry, no impersonation, no trying to like be him or copy him. This is a this is a this is a love letter to your father. So I'm gonna try and tap into his feeling a little bit, yeah. and that's it. Just a little bit of his essence, and I'm done. It's okay to say you good. It's okay to say I'm better than everybody else. It's okay to say I get these roles because I'm a great actor. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Okay. I, I, yeah. Like, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I, well, at least I don't see it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're only as good as the work you put in on the day. You're, you're two seconds away from being really, really bad if you switch off and that's the way that I go at everything is starting again you know it's not like mm-hmm. I went into Barbie with the same energy I went into Bob because it's about the work and it's about the craft mm-hmm. that's just me maybe I need to chill out a little bit but no, you I seem feel to like be a no. critic of yourself like you seem to be even like you know hard on yourself about things do you ever give yourself bad reviews yeah uh, yeah. no I'm, I'm learning to, I'm learning to be much kinder okay because it's you know it can just get tiring for yourself but yeah. yeah I know I feel like it's the work and it's the experience you know for me it's about the experience mm-hmm. of the shoot the, the experience of making Bob was two years getting to know him with his friends and family before filming yeah and mm-hmm. even up until now just spending time with the people who love him and knew him well you did the work yeah so like what a joy you know like regardless of the film and whatever happens with it for me that's two years of my life right. that's my life with them you know and I'll cherish that two mm-hmm. years for me as, as well with work it's as much about the experience as well it's like when I see that secret invasion thing I was like yo this is 10 days of Samuel Jackson on set yeah. I'm taking the job just for that because yeah. I just want to be around him for 10 days yes. you know and it was right. ended up being 3-4 months and then I get to learn from him what did he teach you what was the lesson that he taught you pro and like great cursor too fantastic loves cursor. cursing and funny <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. funny but when he's on the floor when we started doing some of those scenes when he gets excited and wants to turn it on it becomes really exciting because you're like Sam can do it you know he's one of the greats I don't know I, I don't know how to summarize or word what I got from it mm-hmm. but it was definitely like you know I really really enjoyed being around him and Ben Mendelsohn as well those two were the reasons why I took the job I was like I'm definitely gonna be able to learn Sam from these guys you know um, and Sam, Sam's very kind, like mm-hmm. very, very kind. Mm-hmm. He's got so much time for like young people around. He mm-hmm. has a heightened awareness of like, I mean, he's been famous for how long, man? He can't go oh. anywhere, but he still makes the time for everyone. Still. And he said, Sam likes to do one take or two takes, you know, one and done. Sometimes I need eight or nine and he's there. He's there. You take as much time as you need. I'm right here. And he'd be on his feet every time. And I wow. love that because a lot of actors will go back to their trailer. They go home. 
and they'll get their stand-in to come in and act with you. Sam did not leave me once. Wow. Mm, very patient. Um, yeah, so I really appreciated that. And uh, just funny, funny. Did um did Ziggy really remember a lot of stuff? Because he was young then. Like, like the scene I'm thinking about in particular was the shooting that happened. The, yeah. the drive-by. He remembered that? Yeah, Ziggy's got memories, yeah. Wow. Ziggy's got memories. And that bit at the airport at the end, somehow when his dad come back. How the hell? I didn't understand that Ziggy, either. Ziggy made it to the airport and no one knew how he got there at like nine years old. He heard mm. his dad was coming and he found himself like... Running in the crowd. He running in the crowd. And no one knows how he got there. He can't remember how he got there, but he was there. Mm. So I was about getting that moment in. But no. And that really happened? Like Bob, Bob saw him in the... Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. I believe wow. so. That's why a lot of my conversations with Neville... And with Tyrone and with Lego, like the guys who are Bob's age, mm -hmm. who remembering him like I would remember my pal, you know, they were really the stories about Bob's personality and his feeling around the time, you know, all my information came through them as mm -hmm. it related to that. You read all the books and then it's like, there's nothing you can find in these books really, apart from timelines, you know, mm -hmm. but Lego and, and Lenny, Lenny Dredd, there's a guy called Lenny Dredd. Mm -hmm who came over from St. Kitts when he was like 16, 17 and he camped outside Bob's mum's house in Miami because he had a vision that he wanted to work for Bob one day. So he just went and stayed outside the house for weeks and Bob was on tour. And then Bob came back one day and he told Bob that he had a dream that he wanted to work for him. Man still works in the house today. Wow. Mm. And I spent three hours with him in, in Bob's mum house and he took me into you know Bob's room at the time. It's where they would have had all family birthdays mm. and everything like that. Mm. And I had a four-hour conversation with him where he was telling me like what Bob was like and his energy, and I'd be one in, and then, then those were the things that I think I absorbed in some way, you know, from from those guys. But yeah, Lenny Dread and Desi and Lego was what, great. What about when uh, Bob was dealing with you know the cancer that ultimately took his life? In the movie, it's played in like a really nonchalant way. Yo, mm. you was telling the, the movie, yeah. yo. I know it's a, it's a real biopic. People don't know the story in depth, though. What are you talking about? Bob Marley's the icon. But some people don't know the story No, you don't know the story in depth. And if I don't know the story in depth, I don't know the It's Bob Marley. Come on. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't give too much away because everybody knows that. But no, the movie is really good, man. I think you did a great great job as Bob. I don't have anything to reference it to. You know what I mean? Because I didn't grow up in the era of Bob Marley. Yeah, no, but no. I feel yeah. like you kept, there's an essence you captured mm. for sure. Thank you, bro. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I appreciate sure. it. And everybody go out and check it out. It comes out this Valentine's Day, a perfect Valentine's Day thing to it do is. with your boo. It's a love story, it man. Mm -hmm. Between Rita and Bob, it really it really is. And Kingsley, we appreciate you for joining us this morning. Uh, it's so nice Absolutely. to be here, man. I'm a big fan of this show. I've been watching you a lot on YouTube all the time, so I'm happy Thank to be here. Kingsley, Thank, Thank, you, Thank you, guys. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Nice. All right, well, let's get to Just the Mess. Mike Epps and Shannon Sharp. All right, so during a recent interview, well, no, during a recent stand-up, Mike Epps told some jokes about Shannon Sharp, um, claiming that he asked Mike to be on Club Shay Shay. Play number one. Shannon Sharp called me trying to do an interview. I said, no, Medea, I ain't doing no interview. So you can sit across from me and look at my and sit down. I thought he was going to attack cat. So, yeah, Shannon Sharp reacted to the footage of the stand-up on an uh, episode of Nightcap. Say my name again, and I'm going to release the DMs because yeah. you're lying. 
Yeah. You said I reached out to you to come on Club Shay Shay, and you a mofo lie. Now, when I, I see you, yeah. I'm going to see you. I'm going to see if you about <laughs> Now, Mike Epps shared a video in response to Shannon Sharp's reaction. And that's number Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, I know Shay Shay. I don't know what growing man got a day baby Shay Shay, but I know this grown man is not mad at me. So many people talk crazy about you. They was on Saturday Night Live talking about you, imitating you. But now, but this just plays to like the fact. Remember, you just told me last week, yo, you know, comedians lie. That's what you know they lie. They yeah, lie. exaggerate. Yeah, hyperbole. Exaggerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't just lie on people. Because remember, I told you I had a problem with a comedian lying on me. Uh-huh, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? On on a show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I I just what did I like lie that. about though? I didn't, what was the lie? That he asked him to be on the show. Like, yeah, he, he you, said that you. Shannon Sharp had asked him to be on the show. Okay. Um, but if we've been following this, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We, we've we been... Cat Williams, I mean, not Cat When Cat Williams sat down with Shannon Sharp, uh-huh. uh, Mike Epps, he wanted attention from that. You know what I mean? Number four. This is what he said first. I, and I did get a little jealous, man. Cat broke the internet and didn't say my name, good or bad. I need to press too. Say something about me in there, man. Say something bad about me. I don't care. I got a special coming out. I need the press. You know? And even though, you know, he, he said everything like he joking, he was dead ass serious. He, he did. He wanted some attention on it. And then um, other things that he just been saying. And so, he, of course, he takes to the stage because Mike puts everything on the stage as a comedian should. Mm-hmm. But, um... He just he just lied. People just got a problem with you lying on their name, yeah. like you know. And I understand. Mm-hmm. I I understand the same thing. You know, you you don't lie. Now Shannon Sharp said he could care less about all the the, the gay things. He said so. That's been a rumor for the longest time. Whatever. He, yo, he called he called that nigga Madea. You know what I mean? <laughs> he said yo, I ain't gonna sit up on that couch. He said. I just don't understand what are all these grown ass people doing. Like I don't need a Shay Shay versus Day Day versus. Like and and you know <laughs> if you, if you're in and that's that's the energy Shannon gonna have to expect when you having those kind of conversations. Yeah. When you having when you having those kind of common kind of conversations and it's stirring up this kind of controversy and you giving your input mm-hmm. a little bit in some mm-hmm. of these conversations. Oh yeah, people gonna start coming people, at you. Yeah, people gonna clap back. That's and just the game. They, I understand. And they didn't that. hear what you said, but but keep it moving. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that's good. I mean, but but. Uh, Last night, late last night, Shannon Sharp, he did take to uh, X, which, which is what formerly known as Twitter, and, and he said that they actually had a conversation and that they're going to have a deeper conversation because they, they're expected to mm-hmm. see each other at All-Star Week or It'd whatever. Yep, yep, yep. So mm-hmm. that's coming up soon. What Mike Epps is probably still pissed about is Shannon Sharp didn't say, all right, just come on my show and let's talk about it. Damn. <laughs> He did all that still and get on the show. But they're going to have um, a conversation about it. I'm, so. And I'm glad they spoke because it was going a little too far. It was. There it was, was no more. He was, Mike Epps said, I don't fight no more. Yeah. If you know what I mean, I don't fight. You know what? Yeah, it was going to go there. You know what I mean? So, I'm, yeah, it was and, too much. And All Stars in much. Indianapolis. It's in Indianapolis. That's Mike, yeah, that's and Mike. that is. And that's what Mike yes. said. Like yes. Mike didn't build a whole block there. Yeah. King of that place. And so. First of all, but why are everybody acting like they 19? We grown, yes. we grown yes. man. And and, and that's why I shout out the uh, Ocho single, man. He he definitely Ocho was on there like trying to calm it down. He was like little scrappy dude, like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know where you're going with this, 
But I'm with you. Like he was, uh, he was being. He's so trying to make it funny out. He was trying to make it funny out. Yeah. And trying to calm Shannon down. But Shannon was dead ass serious. He was not with none of that. You know what I mean? Listen, man. Our bones hurt when it rains. When you get to a certain age, okay? <laughs> they don't need to be having these Especially issues Especially the big ones, the big yeah, men. That's what I'm telling you. And I think a lot of this has to do with social media. It's like being in high it school. Because mm-hmm. like you and a person might be having a conversation. Somebody go, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, you gonna let them talk to you like and that? And that's the comments. They the commentators. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And, so they, and not for nothing. Unk is pretty big. I ain't fighting Unk either. He is. I ain't fighting He Unk. is. No, I'm not. I, I don't care if you how old you are. I'm not. Like Mm-mm. so like but like Mike said, Pim Pim. Ain't no way. <laughs> the conversation shouldn't even have got there. It shouldn't have got there. It shouldn't have. It shouldn't have. But you gotta understand when yeah, when you're in a limelight like that, you have a podcast as big as that. So people gonna talk about you. Absolutely. But people still shouldn't lie. That's my thing I too. Agree. Tyrese blames breakup with Zelly on songs about his ex. Tyrese is promoting his album, Beautiful Pain, which he was up here a couple months ago promoting. Mm-hmm. And um, what I found interesting was on the Super Bowl night, he had posted this uh, this trailer that he has. Um, and I think like he made it himself, but he had posted it. and um, <laughs> That was his first six. mistake, by yeah. the way. <laughs> my lawyers, my managers, everybody's pissed. I just released my double album today, but it's only available for 10 hours. 50 Cent, Cat Williams, Kanye, forgive me. I use you for clickbait. Watch the trailer. I actually got married to do it for the rest of my life. One day I woke up and just like that. Okay, so that's just a little snippet of the trailer. Um, but he posted it and then he deleted it. I like would have deleted five it too. Minutes later. Yeah, but the, I think I think what it was is what he said. My team, everybody's mad at me like for posting it. And I don't even think he are, had to apologize. Or he realized this Super Bowl Sunday and nobody cared. Yeah, nobody cared. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like even his team, his team gotta care about him. So they just was probably like, yo, take that down. Nobody like, no, come mm-hmm. on. But um it did still reach blogs the next day. he reposted it or whatever, or he, you know, probably sent it to blogs. Either way. But it, it's out there. Now apparently his girlfriend left him because she's sick of him always talking about uh, his ex, Samantha. You know, um, but it may be a publicity stunt. I mean, maybe. Did y'all post? Come it? on, Jess. It may be. Did huh? y'all support your brother? No, no, no. He's my brother, but I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't keep posting everything somebody asked me to post. He ain't I mean, a brother. Then he I won't a, be he, just hilarious. He's no a more. cousin. It'll be what? He's a cousin. <laughs> he ain't our brother. He's a cousin. Yeah, I, yeah all right. Well, yeah, yeah, Tyree's a cousin. He was your no. brother at one time. No, but he was my second cousin. He's a cousin. He's not well, even first he's, cousin. He's, now he's, he's second Latino, cousin. So he might be my boyfriend cousin. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> Latino. Like Tito. He's he a primo. So yeah, that's that's cool. But yeah, I, yeah, it may be a publicity style. I don't think the girl is going anywhere. Um, but this is all to download Beautiful Pain, which is a great album, y'all. So y'all need to download yeah, it. Tyrese, you need to call me and let me put together your publicity stunts. I could put together way better marketing than that. Okay, number one. There was no reason for you to put that out on Super Bowl Sunday. Nope. <laughs> you got the Super Bowl. You got Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, Usher, Beyonce drop music and a fire commercial, <laughs> Taylor Swift, then Tyrese. One of those things does not belong. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's all I'm And then he apologized to 50 Cent, Kanye West. Why he apologized and, uh, to that? Well, it was because in the beginning of the trailer, the video, to grab people's attention, yes. he uh, put up his middle finger like, you know, F y'all. You know what I mean? Like, just for clickbait. Like, oh. So he apologized to him. But I don't think they saw it or was worried about it anyway. No, so it's Is it okay. Out? Is Beautiful Pain out? I believe so. Well, congratulations to Tyrese on finally pushing out his Beautiful Pain album. Tyrese.tv. Go there now. Hold on, let me see if I'm reading this verbatim. Hold on, I never. Mm-hmm. This is a DM he sent me. I never asked. Please post this on your IG and oh my on your God, IG why story. You, why are you Congratulations reading that? Congratulations to Tyrese on finally pushing out his beautiful pain album. Tyrese.tv, go there now. He wrote, he wrote that for you. Yeah, he sent you that. Don't oh act like he ain't sent it to you too, Jeff. Oh my God, stop! <laughs> 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 Allegedly, that's just what the mess show. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Did y'all post it? No. no you, we, we shouting them out. You magazine sent it to you? He definitely he didn't send it like to me. He don't like you no more. <laughs> he don't like me no more. He didn't send it to me. Gosh, I wouldn't have sent it to you neither. Nah, right. I didn't get that one. You he should said, play his record. Did he, he, put a, did he send a record? He took me out the group chat. No. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. He said he don't like me. He said, I don't like um people that act like they like me for the cameras, but mm. they really don't like me behind closed doors. That's so right. he said, I don't know. Like, I don't deal with envy no more. <sighs> I don't blame him. Yeah. He's Latino. Tito. <laughs> yeah, that's why y'all should be cool again. Tito, Shut yeah. up, man. <laughs> All right. You think uh, LaMega's going to play his music? You think like the Spanish station's going to play <laughs> anything off Beautiful Plane? Well, Telemundo might play his trailer. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like that. I What's like that. that? Why, you call, why you call him Tito? Tyree, send us a record so we can play it, man. You stupid. All right. Tito, send us a record. <laughs> Tito Gibson, Tito. that's what he called it. That is just with the mess. All right. Yes. Now, when we come back, Charlamagne, who you giving your donkey to? Man, uh, four after the hour, we need Nina Denson to come to the front of the congregation. Who that is? She is a principal at Washington Elementary School in California. And humans going human. We'll talk. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake, wake up. Wake up. You're locked into The Breakfast Club. I was talking up the day. Made it. Damn, the hee-haw again. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. I ain't trying to be Donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I'm not making these people do these things. Called Donkey of the Day and... It really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the donkey of the day today? Well, donkey of the day for Tuesday, February 13th. Jess Hilarious is born day! <laughs> Goes to a principal at Washington Elementary School named Nina Denson. Now, Nina has been put on a leave of absence, and rightfully so, because humans just be human in me. Uh, there is no doubt in my mind God looks at us sometimes as defective product. Because I just don't understand why folks be doing what they doing. Now, Nina is the principal. The principal. Not a teacher. Not a guidance counselor. The principal of the whole damn school. The person with the highest authority in the whole damn school. And she was pretending to shoot kids and announcing they were dead during an active shooter lockdown drill. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to KTLA 5 for the report, please. Children and parents upset by what the school principal did during a lockdown drill. She proceeded to walk around the campus and pretend to shoot people she saw using finger movements and banging on the window. Um, From what I heard, one of the students was told, boom, you're dead. Children as young as four years old witnessed the ordeal, including Jennifer Chavez's first grade son. The one shocking, surprising thing he said as a six-year-old was, I'm just really glad none of my friends died. Now the principal at the school, Dr. Nina Denson has been put on leave. The superintendent confirmed to KTLA that the drill did happen yesterday. And then staff members say the principal made an announcement that seven children were dead. Oh my God, can you imagine the trauma these children potentially could go through of just thinking, oh my God, my friend was killed or I was shot and told I died. It was very upsetting. My God. In an era when America is averaging like two mass shootings a day, Dr. Nina Denson thought this was a good idea. Uh, I just, you know, try to hear things from both sides at certain points in my life. uh, And it's L.A. So maybe Nina Denson is a method actor. Maybe she needs to get all the way in character, even though it's just a lockdown drill. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Maybe she had her own personal Tubi movie going on in her head. So, you know, in a lot of Tubi (laughs) movies, they can't afford prop guns. So she was using her fingers like Beyonce does when she's in her country zone. Like, people here, people here, people here. You know, I just don't understand how brains work anymore. Okay, you're the principal of a school, Nina. If you had teachers in your school doing lesson plans in this way, you would fire them all. I repeat, if you had teachers in your school doing lesson plans in this way, you would fire them all. Imagine a chemistry teacher 
playing old Jeezy records to teach kids how to mix chemicals. Okay, kids, when you are manually mixing flakes with the soda, what do you get? When Jeezy consumes uh, drinks and smokes, what concentrated chemical does he mix with his arm and hammer? That just wouldn't work. That just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. No. That's like, to me, a, a teacher showing Sukiyana OnlyFans page to teach some sex aid. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like mm-hmm. what this is going. That's like referencing uh, Kanye West. Okay, to write up lesson plans around the Holocaust. Oh my God, that's like you and Shannon Sharp up <laughs> teaching a speech class Excuse with y'all lisp. Oh, that was good. One. That was good. One. I like that one. I know the asses be. That was a good one. I like that one. Excuse me. Sorry. What else you got, Jeff? That's like Webby. That's like Webby teaching kids how to be a health care a health a healthcare professional. Oh no, that's a good one. Because remember when Webby was on Breakfast Club back in the day, and then we asked how he felt about uh healthcare in America. I don't, I, don't, I don't really think nobody care, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they say that's how the Obamacare works. Yes, because I asked him, what do you think about Obamacare? And he said... <laughs> that was his answer. I don't think nobody <laughs> cares. I don't think nobody care, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they say that's how the Obamacare works. Honestly, a fantastic answer. Because none of these elected officials truly care. The moral of the story is you can save yourself a lot of embarrassment by simply thinking before you act. Is this too hard a concept for humans to grasp in 2024? Think before you act. Think twice before you speak. And if that's too difficult, then maybe, just maybe, the human experiment is a wrap. And it's time to let AI take over. Mm. At this rate, they're smarter than us anyway, so we really don't have a choice. Please give Nina Denson the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey. Of the day, Ooh, you are the donkey of the day. And I think me and Shannon Sharp would make a great uh, teachers for speech classes because both of us get paid See, to talk. What you say? Say it again. You think you think y'all make a good uh, teachers for speech lesson? What you say? We hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Students would really love our speech class. Okay. okay. We get paid to talk. Yeah, mm. I understand. Not to spit on everybody, though. <laughs> There'd be some stinky kids leaving that class. Stinky child. kids, you stupid. Lord. <laughs> oh, oh, man. What? I have a question. Oh, my God. When y'all did fire drills and drills at the school, nobody ever took it serious, right? Y'all no. just ran out the class. Nobody ever cared. We was playing. We everything. was playing everything, yes. right? Yeah. So now the principal makes it like I don't want to say like a game, but like a game, so the kids really take it serious, so they understand that if there's an active shooter, what? I'll tell you the problem with that. Mm. The problem with that is that because nobody takes a fire drill serious. Everybody, ah, yeah, just but not just but But now if you if you if you actually. Make it seem like there is an active shooter. Now the kids know what to look for, yeah, what but, to see. But here's the problem with that. Especially right. with it going on so much. You're playing, yeah. right? You're playing and you're not bringing the kids in on the joke. So mm-hmm. your joke makes the trauma real. Because mm-hmm. you're joking, but to these kids, it's real trauma. Because these kids really think there's an active shooter. These kids really think their friends died. You can't just remove that trauma from the kids once they find out it's not it was fake. With a pointy finger gun? It, it don't matter. You yeah. told these kids that they were their friends were dead. So me, so if somebody told you that somebody you love was dead right now and let you hold on to that for 15, 20 minutes, that trauma that you would experience in that 15, 20 minutes wouldn't be real and you think it's just going to automatically go away and disappear after they tell you it's fake? But you'll is, be you'll be relieved, but, but you'll still drill? feel that trauma. Hey, drill guys, this is a drill. Yeah. This is a drill. We but know the drill is fake. The trauma is real. The drill is No, he didn't they didn't Hold on, what are you saying now? 
Didn't they say it was a drill? I get what drill you're saying. Drill means fake. Yes, but I don't think saying, these kids man. were in on it. Because he told the kids that their friends were dead and they believed it. From the pointy finger gun, pow, you're dead. Pow, you're dead. And pow, then, you're dead. And then a little boy did say, I'm just glad that none of my friends died. Yeah, because they were really dead. Yeah, but so what, to his point, he was saying that the fire alarm, like, they they didn't really die. Like, they're not really on, they they, they know they're not really on they're fire. Saying, so yes, we used to, like, if this would have been a around. real a situation, seven kids would have died. Yeah. That's why you got to take it okay, serious. Okay, maybe I'm confused. The I, thought drill, he, I thought the kids weren't in on it, Joe. Uh, I, I, I thought uh, the kids weren't in on it. Maybe uh, I'm confused here. Uh, That's why I thought. They had to be. Did they, when, when the teacher said, pow, did they, like, uh. Like, did they, you know, do a faint, a faint, I'm just saying, during the drill. Pew, pew, back. Not all y'all just playing. Yeah. See? I get what you're saying. I'm just saying that nobody takes these drills serious. Anyway, yeah. The only way to make people take them serious is to not tell them that it's a drill. Okay. But so when you hear the fire drill when you're in school, nobody ever takes it serious. Ah, fire drill, all right. Hey, what up, Jess? Yeah, hey, like nobody takes it serious. serious. <clears throat> they don't take it serious because they're being told. Because they it's usually a drill. know it's a fire drill. They're like 11:25 today, fire drill. That's what I'm saying. If you don't tell people it's a fire drill, or you don't mm. tell them it's an active shooter drill. Mm -hmm. That's the only way to make them take it serious. Yeah. Because yeah. that would that would actually be fun if uh, uh, it's a drill and you know that the the uh, principles. Mm -hmm. The only drill around. that's fun is the tip drill, bro. Oh my oh god! My Who would gosh. you want to see do yeah, the tip well, drill? Yeah. Your lips dry as hell. I know, man. What the hell Jesus. going on? Need huh? some more water. <laughs> as much as I spit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Whoa. I don't know. Is it true? People with lips got? Are they allowed to have dry lips? <laughs> Not at all. Not as much as spit. <laughs> all right. Well, that is the donkey of the day. Now, when we come back today is Jess's birthday. Yes, Yay. It is. It's snowing in New York, New Jersey, and we're asking who does Jess want to be? Uh, no, that's not the question. Oh. <laughs> wow, who does Jess want to be? <laughs> that's not the question. <laughs> what? That was you, Jess want to be? to say who you want to be snowed in with. No, that's not the question. <laughs> the question I was talking about earlier, I was saying, do women pretend to, uh, you know, like do women go over guys' houses? And pretend to be snuck stuck there because they know it's about to be snow. Like you know, we always hear these conversations about girls getting flued out. But when when you know it's about to be a snowstorm, right? Mm -hmm. And you might end up stuck somewhere. Do you go to a guy's okay. house to get snowed so in? So is this purpose? a thing? Is this a thing? Do you make sure that oh it's gonna snow today? It's yes. gonna be a nasty rainstorm. It's gonna be a twist. It's gonna be a hurricane. Whatever I want to go be. get snowed in on purpose. Exactly. Is yeah. that a thing? Snowed, snowed in on purpose that by accident. Five eight five one five one. Have you done that before, Jess? Yes, I've definitely got snowed in. I, I've gone to somebody's house when I know that it's supposed to be like six to eight inches the next day. Ooh, what and about I that got, night, though? I, you know what I'm saying? You heard that? You heard that? Ooh, yeah, like I got a little eight inches, you know, before okay. the show came. All right, all right. Let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Let's discuss. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV. 585-1051. Ladies, is this a thing where you know it's going to be a storm, yeah. whether it's rain, a hurricane, tornado, whatever it may be, to make sure that you are stuck at your man's house? Because I thought about it, right? Because, you know, they always talk about girls getting flued out. But I'm like, yeah, do girls ever want to get snowed in? Like, when you know yeah. it's a snowstorm, Absolutely. you go over the guy's mm -hmm. house because you know you're going to get stuck? Is that yes. a thing, Jess? Yes, it is a thing. But you know what? I got a thing because I remember this one year I got snowed in over somebody's house. Then they started being annoying. And I really saw who they really were. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I want to go home. But then it was like six inches outside. And I was like, dang. How many inches was in the house, though? 
<laughs> that's that's neither here or there. I'm just wondering, was it worth being there? That- it, it was, but then okay. but then it's like after that, it's like ah, all right, I want to leave now because like now we not doing nothing. Yeah, so, yeah, sound yeah, like yeah. you want his number? No, nah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I just, you just gotta know. You gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> sound like you, want you, you just gotta know. <laughs> you just gotta know. Why just gotta do you know. gotta know? You just gotta know. Is it worth it? You know what I mean? Jesus, like, it's so annoying, nice. but is it good? Is that so? Yeah, but that was the only thing that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But then uh, you know, other times it was good. But like that that one time I was like, oh my god, I wish the snow melt. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Kiana. Hey, Kiana, turn hey. your radio down, mama. It's now. Um, I just wanted to tell Jess happy birthday as we are birthday twins. And Thank yes, you. I have been out there with someone unintentionally. Oh, so it, it was, was unintentional. Yes. How many days? Two days. Two days because I'm from up north near Chicago, so we get lake effect snow. Oh wow! And it ended up being like almost a foot of snow. How was it though? So you didn't know the weather forecast? Didn't pay attention to it. Got off work and just went and did something. Don't believe this. She, she's a woman nah. that is committed to her yeah. life. <laughs> okay. You knew what you no, were doing. No, it is the truth. Because with Lake Effect Snow, like, where I'm from, Michigan City, it can come, like, well, it'll be on the news, like, one or two inches, and then it turns into a whole downpour, and mm. everything just go left from there. Mm. So why you didn't want to be snowed in with him? It was supposed to be a sneaky link. Do what you do and go home. I feel you. That's a, Damn. I feel you. I understand. Yeah, All right. Thank you, Kiana. <laughs> Hello. Who's this? Kiara. Hey, Kiara. Good morning. Good morning. Now, we're talking about being snowed in at somebody's house. That happened to you? Yes. Talk to us. Um, I went there on purpose. You went there on purpose. Okay. And was it worth it? How long were you snowed in? Like two days. Damn. How many inches was outside? <laughs> we had a snowstorm. It was like 16 inches. 16? Dang, where you Jeez. from? Detroit. Mm. How many inches was in the house? About nine. Damn. Ooh, she had a field day for 48 hours. I know our little walls was <laughs> coming down. Damn it. Sorry Happy for you, Happy birthday, Jess. Thank you, baby. All right. 800. Women are slick, boy. Boy. Act, the fact that they acting like they didn't know the forecast. Like, they don't have TV. Right. Like, they don't have radio. Right. Like, they don't have internet. Y'all knew those snowstorms was coming. Y'all knew exactly what y'all was doing. Yep. And y'all still committed to y'all lives. Yeah. All these months of years later. <laughs> boy, women something else. She said she went down on purpose. Yo, my thing is, what if a nigga be like, are right, you staying? Like, <laughs> after she got that nine inches. Because what if you wanted to spread that nine throughout a couple people? Damn. <laughs> oh, my God. 800-585-1051. We're talking about this. a snowstorm in the New York, New Jersey area. And we're talking about being snowed in or uh, tornado hurricanes. Ladies, have you ever made it your business to go to your man's house so you'd be stuck? That's the question. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. If y'all talking about it, you know we talking about it. It's Topic Time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. All right, we got somebody on the line. His name is Chris, and he said he wants to be snowed in with you. No, there's only one Chris that can be snowed in with Jess. Well, hello, who's this? Hello. Well, hello? Hey, baby. Hey, baby. It's uh, it's your man. I wanted to call and say happy birthday. Um, Thank you. I know it's a special day for you. Um, I can't wait to see you. I'm so proud of you. I love that you're standing divine all the time. Oh, this Chris, this Chris. such an amazing woman. I can't wait to see you later. And then I'm so excited for our little bundle of joy as well, baby. Ah! Little bundle of what? Little what? Uh, little bundle of joy. You a little bu- <laughs> right, we don't got to act clueless now. <laughs> yeah! Hey, 
Chris, congratulations, Congrats. my brother. I definitely appreciate it. Appreciate Congratulations, it. my brother. Jess Hilarious is pregnant. That's right. Yes. Yes. Prego. Yes, I am. How many I months? Pregnant. Can we ask? Yes, I am three months. So I'm 13 weeks, y'all. 13 weeks? Yes. Wow. Thank you, baby. Congrats. I love you. I love you too, baby. Chris, Chris, you know what would be an amazing Valentine's Day gift? What? Let me know. An engagement ring. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Shut up. An engagement ring would be an amazing Valentine's gift, Chris. You don't know what that man's oh, doing. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> okay, say, yeah, don't say worry. less. Stop playing with yo, stop playing with my Latino. <laughs> <laughs> Be safe out there, Chris. Congratulations again, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. I love you, baby. Love you too. I see you tonight, baby. Love you too, baby. All right, man. <laughs> you, you really got snowed in, huh, Jay? <laughs> <Period. laughs> wow. Oh no, ain't no, ain't no period. Ain't no period. No period. Ain't, no ain't no period for the next six months. No she more like got plowed oh in. Jesus God. Christ. Congratulations, oh Jess. That's why you've been in here all tired. Y'all can get off YouTube, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Leaving comments about Jess in there high. Jess in there drunk. <laughs> Jess in there tired. Yes. Nope. No, Jess just pregnant. Yes. She is okay? pregnant. You'll say Jess was zooted her first week. I'm like, no, I did not get high and come in here zooted on my first week. No, she was just in here throwing up every damn moment. <laughs> a couple times. A couple yeah. times. Yes. Yeah. I said, uh, oh my gosh, she's pregnant. Charlamagne said, don't act like I you know, didn't know that. Right. <laughs> you're about to go, you're ready to go Tubi. Yeah, but ready, ready to go ready. full Tubi. <laughs> he act better than you. And I'll say, what's up with Justin Larry? He said, huh? <laughs> so I will never forget that dumb stuff. What's up with Justin Larry's pregnant? I don't know. <laughs> we trying to figure it out. Like I'm not his little sister. Like what? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now she a stranger. All right. <laughs> now she a stranger. <laughs> Yeah, your acting was hard, but I want to say, by the way, your acting was bad. Tubi, Tubi, Tubi. It got the job done. It did. It did. All right, when we come back, we got Jess with the mess. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm pregnant. Yo, it's like, no, all right. We no, we about, are. I right, was talking about me being pregnant, but we also talking about some other stuff, too. Okay. That's it. That's it? Yeah. All right. Well, Jess Hilarious is pregnant. Congratulations, sis. I'm so happy for you. This is baby number two. Yes. And this is amazing. All right. Jess with the mess is up next. The Breakfast Club. Stop the beat, don't stop the beat. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Jess Hilarious plus one Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. And, and I'm not the plus one. Good if you're morning. just joining us, uh our good sister Jess Hilarious has announced that she is pregnant. Her baby daddy, daddy announced, announced it. it. Chris, salute to Chris. Yes. Of course, yes, not just yes, her yes. born day. Uh she is she is pregnant. That's right. I With a little bundle child. of joy, as Chris yes. said. Yes. How are you feeling? I feel Sick. good. I feel good. Entire. <laughs> I feel good. I'm just trying to figure out what to eat and what not to eat right now. But like, I'm. Are you craving anything? No, Food? I actually don't. No, I, I'm not. I'm not craving anything. But things that I was liking, I don't like no more. Like what? Oh my God! Uh, now, latest, I don't like candy mm -hmm. no more. I don't like oranges. I don't like fruit, but fruit is really good for you. But I don't, I don't like it anymore. It makes me nauseous. Oranges, apples, all of that stuff. I can't. I'm just glad we don't got to pretend you're not pregnant for the next six months. I couldn't I know. do this. Yeah, I know. Was, you know, to do, pretending for a couple of weeks for a rollout is totally different. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, but <laughs> this, I can't do that. Okay. I know. And your acting skills are trash, by yeah, the way. Very much. Yeah, they worked. Yeah, right. And they you pregnant? Yeah, I like trying to play stupid. <laughs> Mac, the skills were top level. I just want to let you guys were. know that. Yes, they yes. Were, yes. Well, let's get to Jess with the mess. Let's go. Jess is going to bring numbers. Jess with the mess. And this is real. Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan break up. All right. So, I mean, that's not really a big surprise to a lot of people as I was reading in the comments Larsa Pippen and Mar uh, Marcus Jordan have reportedly broken up fans 
noticed that Larsa removed all the evidence of their relationship from her Instagram page. And then a source confirmed to page six that they are not together. Tension between them is allegedly the reason that they broke up. The source claimed... The tension stems from Michael Jordan publicly denouncing their relationship. Oh, <laughs> dang. <laughs> yo, I'm single, yo. <laughs> Straight up. You blocked it. Yeah. They also <laughs> claim that tension in Michael's and Scotty's relationship took a toll on Marcus and Lar- uh, Lars's relationship. Cut oh, so they blaming it on Michael yeah. and Scotty. Yeah, they, they didn't have a good relationship. <laughs> Y'all ain't got the history Michael and Scotty got either, but by the they way. They already knew that, though, yeah. before they got together. They, they were already aware of that. Michael and Scotty got rings. Y'all have none. <laughs> they ain't got right. now. You know what I'm saying? Like, cut it out. She's probably, yeah. wor- she's probably working poor Marcus to death. She, remember she said she had sex seven times a night or something crazy enough? Tell mm. me more, girl. Tell me more, girl. <laughs> Tell me more about what's going on in them people's bedroom. Tell yes, me, Rashana. is hot. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Rashana. <laughs> that is so cute, though. All right. <laughs> the different source, uh, a different source that their breakup said that their breakup had nothing to do with family issues and that it was just a result of personal growth. That was it. But look, she had uh, posted something on her Instagram and her Twitter that said, um, when you break up with somebody, do your friends unfollow them too? I thought that was, I think I think that was funny. I think we can come back to that. That's, that's. I mean, because I agree with that. Yeah, y'all unfollow him. Unfollow him and even your family. Your mom still want to call somebody's son and it ain't work out, all that. No, no. So I, I agree with that. You should unfollow them, especially if I broke up with him. Kelly and Keisha Cole exchange words over Love Sample. So, Kelly released a new single called Bozo that samples Love by Keisha Cole. When Keisha Cole heard it, she shared a tweet about her song being sampled without permission, but she never put any names on it, though. Um, Because this was around the same time where Kanye was saying that people were denying his request to use samples as well. Keisha said, I don't think it's okay to sample people's music without it being cleared. Uh, Stealing people's hard work isn't okay ever. So many people have asked to sample love. I should have cheated, haven't sent, and I never said yes yet. Uh, when fans connected that she was referring to Callie's song, they started to comment on the situation and come for Callie. Keisha tweeted that her problem was not with Callie and that people shouldn't attack Callie. So she said, no, nah, it's not about baby girl. That's not her fault. Don't go in on her. Young black women don't need to be torn down. So don't do that for real, for real. <laughs> I love the FRFR for real, for real. But when Callie posted a tweet of her own, it sparked up a back and forth between her and Keisha. She said, Bozo was cleared, been cleared. Like, okay, little girl, chill. But Keisha came back and said, like I said, I never cleared it. And like I said, I don't think it's your fault. Love you. Wish you all the best in your career. Right. So then <laughs> Callie, yo, these young girls, these so funny and disrespectful at the same time. She said, Keisha, let's not act like a song can be distributed on every single major platform without it being cleared by you or your team. Mm. Your side dropped the ball. Thanks for thanks for the wishes. Same to you, my love. Hashtag Bozo. Now, this is the original. Classic. Yeah, always. Classic. Always. And then um, number one is Callie's song. That sounds hard. I actually do like That's it. Dope. It's a nice skating song. It's a nice song. Do you make up? Yeah, and usually when these when these kids, I'm calling them kids because they're young, you know. But you know, obviously they they love and respect the music. But usually when they do samples, it ends up being trash. But this one is actually um, that's just my opinion. Um, this one is actually okay. I do like it, it's but dope. just like two different said, energies because Keisha is, is actually about love and Kylie yeah, is about having like a good love, time. It's about fun. Yeah. Yep, it's, it's yep. fun and it's you know what I'm saying. So I do think it's a banger. I hope that they can come to some type of understanding. So did they clear the record or not? 
not. They Clearly. had, they had that, to clear the record, right? What, Clearly. They had to. I mean, Kelly claimed that it was clear, but Keisha said she didn't. She didn't do it. So, I mean, I don't know if she's the only one that owns it or if she don't mm. own it or, or not. But she said um, a lot of people have asked and she hasn't cleared any record of hers yeah, yet to be cl- sampled. Clearly, she's not the only owner if yeah. you know, the record can if be cleared, cleared. Or maybe without she her. Or maybe she doesn't own it. Or maybe she doesn't own it. That's another thing. And that's thing. why Keisha was saying it's not her fault. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So maybe we'll get more uh, updates on this or information on this. But Kanye West made $19 million from Super Bowl ad. Uh, Kanye reportedly since, uh, spent $7 million on a uh, on getting a commercial slot during the Super Bowl. Um, we have audio for that. Hey, y'all. This is Gay. And it's my commercial. And since we spent all the money on the commercial spot, we actually didn't spend any money on the actual commercial. But the idea is I want you to go to Yeezy.com, Y-E-E-Z-Y.com, and I'm going to write it at the bottom of the screen. And I Okay, so I I didn't see this. That's actually Super brilliant, Bowl. but I yeah I didn't. that is brilliant. Yeah, very brilliant. brilliant. Especially I I, yeah yeah I, especially for his social platform. I mean, I, but he played for the he paid for the slot, and reports are showing that the investment paid off because Kanye reportedly made more than nineteen million in sales, and I think it was also interesting that everything on his uh, site was twenty dollars, and everybody paying attention to Usher and Beyonce and Ice Spice and Taylor Swift, and we missed out on the Big Yeezy sale. Yeah, I didn't see the ad during the Super Bowl, but you know. Yeah, I, I can't front that. That was great marketing oh, genius, from Kanye. Yeah. Great. great concept. You know, we spent all the money on the commercials. So we don't have money for the production budget. Mm-hmm. Great concept. But only Kanye could do that, though. Yeah. Like, artists have to know who they are and have yeah. to know what their brand is. And Kanye's brand is like borderline homeless. So that Absolutely. makes that, that makes sense. Less is less mm-hmm. less is more in, yeah. in that aspect. And what he also did too is there were people because he was selling those uh sockty majiggies for yep, like two hundred dollars. So now yep. he did something where if you bought it for two hundred dollars, I think he's gonna send you your money back, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh the site has the Yeezy pods that they had the uh yeah the Yeezy pods, the sock shoes, clothes, vultures merch, all of that for twenty dollars. I'm so That's mad dope. I missed out on that. But well, you go with them socks? Huh? Huh? You gonna wear them socks, some sock shoes? Yeah, I, I will, but I'm gonna put a shoe on. It's just stockings. But I'm a yeah, I'm gonna put a shoe on with it too. But I I will wear those if they was twenty dollars. Yeah. It's just the same thing ballerinas wear. It's the stockings with the little slippers at the bottom. You got a pair? No, no, no. But I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still putting the shoe. I'm gonna put a UGG on with them or something. But and, and what Kanye yeah. should have done is shout out Tyrese's beautiful pain album. How come just he ain't do that? Up, man. How come he ain't put Tyrese out? Because Tyrese said F him. No, Happy that remember birthday for birthday to <laughs> you. Oh my God, and it's my favorite color. <laughs> when I push it <laughs> Happy birthday Dear Jay Do the TV Wonder version Happy birthday to ya Happy birthday to ya Happy birthday Happy birthday Happy birthday Happy birthday They all on beat Cause I'm not with my headphones on They ain't got no headphones on I'm sorry guys Happy birthday Jess Yes, like I said. What is that cake? What the cake say on the front? Make a wish, make a wish. What the hell happened? What the hell happened? Y'all better blow that out. The cake is on fire itself. The cake's not supposed to it's not supposed to do that. Y'all see, see, I don't know nothing about these newfangled cakes they got. They got a cake in here and that fire. if you set it on fire, when you set it on fire, it burns one picture, and then when it burns that picture, underneath it is another picture. I love it. I didn't know anything about that. Is that supposed to happen? I don't want no fried cake now. 
Uh, Are you gonna make Talking a wish? to the microphone, Jess. Yeah, sorry, I forgot I was at work. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it, I ain't know what's supposed to happen. I thought she was setting my cake on fire. I'm like, don't ever set my cake on fire. So it, it, it burns one picture, and then underneath it is another picture. Yes, and it's uh, it's a collage of pictures of my best outfits on here. Okay. Oh my goodness, thank y'all. Happy so born much. day, Jess. Happy born day. And she announced she's pregnant today. Hey, That's right. Oh, and these flowers are from my boyfriend, Chris. Oh. Those from Chris. Let me read the Yes, car. thank you. Can I read the card first? Hey, let me read the card. What's wrong with you? <laughs> People's Choice mixes up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You're, You're checking out the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne the God. It's Black History Month. What we doing? Listen, man, uh, salute to my guy, B-Dot. You know, every day during Black History Month, we put out a, a, a podcast called I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. And have you ever wondered... Why they always teach us about the same historical figures during Black History Month? I don't know the answer to that, but I know today B Dot is going to tell you about a legendary Black History Month figure that I share a born day with, June 29th, the great Stokely Carmichael, a controversial yet charismatic civil rights leader who deserves way more recognition. B Dot, take it away. I told my 11 year old daughter, I said, Ryan, you know, for Black History Month, they always teach you about the same black folks George Washington Carver, Rosa Parks. Martin Luther King. They never teach you about folks like Stokely Carmichael. And she said, Who is Stokely Carmichael? Stokely Carmichael. It looked like young Dolph mixed with Gerard Carmichael, the very controversial and charismatic young civil rights leader. He pretty much popularized the phrase black power. He wasn't the first to say it, but he did popularize it. He was born in Trinidad in 1941. His family moved to the Bronx when he was young. And he went to Howard University. And as a freshman, he was a freedom rider. And freedom riders pretty much were black and white activists who signed up to take trips down to the South on the weekends to get their asses beat by racist whites with the optimism of equality and opportunity. He graduated from Howard in 1964, and by 1966, at the age of 24, he was the chairman of the SNCC. He replaced John Lewis, and we all know John Lewis. Again, the SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, SNCC, the SNCC. That organization was formed in the Deep South again to organize African-American voters. But over time, Stoke got tired of the old head civil rights activists compromising with President Johnson and other white authorities. By the 27th time he was arrested, he said he was done with the nonviolent approach. He told a group of marchers in Greenwood, Mississippi, This is the 27th time I've been arrested, and I ain't going to jail no more. The only way we're going to stop them white men from whipping us is to take over. We've been saying freedom for six years and ain't got nothing. What we're going to start saying now is black power. That was a phrase that MLK deemed unfortunate and would ask Stokely repeatedly to stop using it. He wouldn't. In 1966 to 67, he did a tour of colleges giving militant speeches to black minds. Black leather jacket, afro swagged out. He left the SNCC in 1967, did a brief stint with the Black Panther Party for self-defense before setting up shop in 1969 in Guinea, West Africa, joining the All-African People's Revolutionary Party. When he returned to the States to tour colleges in 1971, black folks that came to hear him scream, kill the pigs, were disappointed as hell. He had changed. He changed his name to Kwame Toure, and that was to recognize his two primary political mentors. In 1998, Stokely Carmichael, or Kwame Toure, lost his battle to cancer at his home in Africa. So whenever you see or hear the phrase black power, oh, he wasn't the first person to say it. But Stokely Carmichael not only popularized it, but he turned it into a movement. And I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. I, didn't know. I salute to be that. Salute to my guy, B-Dot, man, and make sure you subscribe 
to the I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Every day during Black History Month, uh, we put out a new episode. So go check that out. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne, the guy we are, the Breakfast Club. Again, happy birthday to Jess and congrats on the baby. If you, you haven't heard, she is pregnant. So she congrats, is pregnant. Jess. Today is her born day. Jess is having a day. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Yes. I'm sure Chris is making his way to New York to get, to get snowed, snowed in with Boone. in, you know. I hope Period. you got a coat. I do. I got, I got, uh, yes, my sister bought me um, a white fur. Okay. So yes, the same fur that Usher had on last night when he got married. I wore it two <laughs> nights ago. Yes. Does Chris have a coat? Chris, I'm sure he does. Okay. Why you want to know? What? I'm yeah, just making sure and let him know it's cold weird. up here and it's snowing. <laughs> he know. You know Mexicans really don't be getting that cold. Whoa. <laughs> you are stupid. Damn. Leave us on a positive note. Well, first of all, I want to say hee-haw. Okay, I think today is a great day to tell you about My Black Country, okay? My Black Country is the next book coming out on my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing. It is written by the great Alice Randall, and it is a journey through country music's black past, present, and future. Since Beyonce gonna have y'all walking around here in stirrups <laughs> and cowboy hats and riding horses uh. and square dancing by March, uh, <laughs> this is a great time to get up on all the uh, the history of black people in country music. So it comes out April 9th, 2024, but you can pre-order now wherever you buy books, okay? My Black Country by Alice Randall. Now, the positive note is simply this. Don't let people who are not going anywhere take you with them. I repeat, don't let people who are not going anywhere take you with them. Have a blessed day. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. 
sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 